Welcome to the Subscription Secrets Podcast, your quick guide to mastering the subscription business world. So dive into concise episodes packed with strategies, expert insights, and real success stories to ensure success in your subscription business. Hey folks, and welcome back to the podcast. So what I want to talk today with you about is something that's really, really important. And I know a lot of you guys are struggling with. It is one of the most frustrating things with regards to subscription businesses or businesses in general. And that is trying to launch and create leverage. And so what I want to talk today about are growth tactics that work and whether this is you're starting out and you're looking to, to get your business launched or you're trying to scale your subscription business with impact, uh, I want to talk about some strategies with which you can do that, that I've experienced, used on my own businesses and clients' businesses as well, um, and, and kind of the pitfalls and the parameters you should work within when doing this and a couple of tips and different things you can do. So I think the first thing is a lot of you are going to be listening to this who are just gearing up for your first business. You may be starting out, you're trying to put all your assets in a row, trying to figure out you know, how to build a good website, how to uh, create a, a, um, a powerful offering for people. You're trying to hit the ground running with a massive launch, uh, whatever, whatever the case may be, right? We're all at different phases in this, right? So I've got clients who are just pre-launched. They've never launched a single business before. This is something that you know we're working together on. I've got clients who are running subscription businesses with thousands and thousands of customers. Um, so at different ends of the scale, the, the problems, the growing pains are different, you know? We don't have, if you're at the start of your journey, you don't have the pipeline, maybe you don't have the audience. That's the problem. As you grow and you scale, maybe you've got the audience, but maybe they're stale, maybe they're not listening, maybe you haven't engaged with them in the right ways and we need to warm them up and get them back on board, back on track. I've experienced that for sure in in subscription business. And at the other end, you've got tons of an audience and they're just kind of bored of your stuff and you haven't released anything new recently, you haven't sparked a conversation, you haven't given them anything to get excited about. All those things can be true at different phases. Uh, Some can be true at the same time. So I think, you know, the key thing for me is that all of those different phases that I just mentioned, something that you can do which can create momentum, create impact, and really leverage a lot of the psychological principles that we deploy as marketers, as business owners, things like urgency, scarcity, fear of missing out, all that kind of stuff, is that you've got to be running launches. Like Launches are the bread and butter of your business. And so <clears throat> I think a lot of us get into this idea of I've got to, you know, I've got to run ads, right? And that's great. Ads can generate traffic and and create touch points with your brand, but ads will not convert somebody necessarily to a paying customer. Launches sure as hell will. If you can engineer a launch that works really well, that leverages all of those psychological principles, that builds momentum, that engages with the audience, once you open the doors... People will buy in as long as your product is good or your service is good, it's been packaged in the right way, it's been explained very, very clearly. Everything will stack up and work like a, a you know, a well oiled machine. I, mean, I don't want to get too, 
too uh, <clears throat> cliched about it, but it's true. So what I want to say to you today is, you know, think about launches at any phase of your business. Consider the next launch. You should always be using launches regardless of where you're at in your individual journey. And uh, we use launches all the time. You know, we, I, there's, you know, in our watch clubs, we've probably done 20 different launches over the last two years. You know, it's like one every couple of months. Uh, and when you don't want to pace it too frequently because then people get bored of the launches, right? You want to differentiate the launches so it's maybe a new product line, a new plan, a new feature set, a VIP program. Maybe it's your first ever launch and you're just trying to nail that and get that right. But launches create a huge, huge momentum shift within a business. I think back to my first watch club, was, which actually was my first ever product-based business. I had zero experience in owning a product-based business to that point. And we launched that in April 2020. So a month after COVID had really gone, you know, mainstream, uh, so to speak. And we launched that. And our initial idea was that we would launch it in June. And we would hope to maybe get 100 people. And what we did was we announced the business. And we did something that was kind of cheeky, but you can use this. It worked. Um, but what we did with the business was we had zero brand clout. The brand didn't exist two weeks before we announced it. And what I did was I created a little landing page. It was bare bones. It had a logo. Uh, so the brand name with a logo. It had a short paragraph explaining what this was about and why it was different. And what we did that really worked in this scenario, and you don't have to use this. You can try and deploy other strategies, but this really worked because we were aware of an undercurrent of dissatisfaction within the community, the watch community, as it pertained to one of our uh, competitors, or the big competitor in, in the industry, which was Watch Gang. And so what we did was we knew we wouldn't be as big as them, at least initially, and we certainly never got there. But what we did was we leveraged discontent with them in the industry. And when we announced our page, it was like February 18th, it was 18, 19, 20, 21 days after we had initially conceived of the concept, we launched this landing page and it had a short description, which basically said something along the lines of, are you sick and tired of being treated like a number in the watch community? Are you looking for something different in the form of a watch club that does it right? If so, enter your email below and be aware that this business is coming. Enter your email here and we'll keep you informed as we go to launch. And then what we did, which was really strategically brilliant, it worked, was instead of just taking their email and sending them a thank you email, we direct, redirected them into a survey. And we sent them into this survey, which was geared around a lot of the, the core principles around our business. And... Um, it was things like, you know, what price point would you like to be at if you wanted a mystery watch experience? What type of watches would you like? What sizes? Have you experienced with other watch clubs? What was your experience with them? If we do this, that and the other, would you be open to joining with us on launch day in June 2020? That kind of thing. And some of it was to do with product validation. So things like the price point and would you be open to joining us? Other bits were just generic things that were engagement 
components that we strategized and said, we want them to know that we're listening. So we're going to ask them, what are your preferences? What do you like? What would you love to see? What would what would really get bring value to something new in this industry? And uh, our responses were phenomenal. I think in the first five weeks, we got 1,100 people onto our mailing list from zero. So from before we launched, we had zero people. We didn't have a brand name. We didn't have a brand. We didn't have a logo. We didn't have a landing page or a URL, uh, nothing. But within that structure, we engaged with people. We spoke to their discontent. We engaged with them. We drove them over to a questionnaire after they opted in. And then what we did was in the X number of weeks approaching launch, we started to engage more with them. We gave them a timeline on screen which said, this is our launch pattern. This is the timeline we're going to follow. You're going to get early access to this. You're going to get um, VIP access to this. This is what we're planning, special announcements, da, da, da. All these different features along a short-ish timeline. So February 18th to like June 1st, that was our plan. But you know what we did at that point? We got 1,100 people over a five-week period. And it went from there, you know, it kept going, chipping up as people learned about it and shared it. And that was great. Um, but what we did then was, because it was right in the middle of COVID, we were really concerned that if we launched this business, and we didn't have any products, by the way, we didn't have any stock. We didn't have any watch brands on board at that time. That was that was all something we were kind of going to, it was a good problem to have when we had like 1,100 people on a list. And probably... Five, six hundred of them said that they would join the club on launch day. So we knew that there was a good demand. Um, but what what happened was we then started to panic a little bit and go, oh, man, we don't. What if we launch and we get like 500 people and we can't fulfill orders or, you know, whatever. So we did. St- we started reaching out. We were reaching out anyway to brands and that was fine. We're getting you know a lot of brands on board because we now had 1100 people in our mailing list that we could say, hey, guys, brands, people are, are loving this concept. This is going to launch in June. Do you want to be part of it? Um, but then we started to panic and go, what if we launch and get too many and we can't fulfill it? So what we decided to do was instead of just launching in June, we launched in April. But we called it an alpha test. So we wrote out to everybody on our list and we said, hey, we've got 100 spots only for our alpha test. Bear in mind, this is designed to test logistics, test distribution, import during COVID. We're going to give you a special price. Maybe it was like 10. I don't even think we did. You could do, though. You could leverage that a little bit, but we actually didn't. I'm just thinking back. There was no special discount. It was literally the price point. Now, we did rise it as we moved into our full launch, but we didn't actually decide on that until later. Um, So we had three plans, which were like 199, 299, and 499, I believe. And so we said, okay, in seven days' time, we're going to launch this alpha test. And we've only got 100 spots. Get ready. Anybody who wants in, keep an eye on it, set your alarms and your timers. And then what we did was we opened it up and we sold 125 spots before we had time to close it down. And so that generated about 35 grand in revenue for the business in day day one. And uh, it was day one, um, which was April, I don't know, mid, April 20th or something like that. And so in 24 hours, we sold out 
and then we turned it off and then we got a, an influx of people who were like oh i missed this can i get in on the the alpha test and can i do this and um can i be a part of it i don't want to miss out <clears throat> and so what we did was we didn't let them in but we leveraged their demand and their desire and their disappointment and we said hey listen guys we we just can't do it we've we've sold out but the good news is you've only got four weeks now. Was this towards the end of April? You've only really got four weeks or a month to wait until our full launch. So stay tuned, keep your tabs on it, set your alarms, and get ready. And then what we did over that you know coming weeks, we had like little giveaways and you know fun stuff you know in in the community. We had already started to build a group by that stage. So I think we had like five six hundred people in the group itself uh, between probably March and, and April. And then when we launched, we hit around 400. I think it was like 378 new members on top of the 125 that came on board earlier. And that launch generated 170 grand in revenue. So in two short launches, we just generated over 200 grand in what accounted to be recurring revenue, right? Now we had churn, we had different things go on over the coming months, but it was 170 grand. And I think it was like, there was something like 80 grand monthly recurring revenue because some people were opting in at, at monthly, some people were going quarterly, um, that kind of thing. So it, it kind of varied, but it was a lot of a launch for a brand new business that had not been around a couple of months earlier. There's no name, there was no history, there were no followers, there's no email list, there no products. Bloody hell, I thinking back, we were crazy, but I think COVID did that to a lot of us, right? Um, but we just ran with it and the launch itself blew us away. And from that, then we issued other launches. We launched a store and in the first weekend that, that generated 65 grand in, in revenue. And then other launches, we launched an upper plan at like $1,000 for a watch plan. And we, I think we sold something like 28 grand in the first week of that. And then we shut it down. Um, so a lot of those things can work. You know, you've got to leverage demand. So open things up, create a timeline, Get a landing page with a simple opt-in that leverages some sort of pain point or desire in the person that's reading it. So create that desire and that demand. Be vague about it. Don't tell them everything yet, but get them to opt-in. To Once you've built their intrigue, you've piqued their interest, get them to opt-in. Then sequence a timeline over, say, a, a six to eight week period. Don't make it longer. I've got clients who, who do like six months. And it's like, people are going to get bored within six months. They'll forget about you in six months. you got to do it within 68 weeks, four weeks even, it's fine. Whatever the case may be, What base it on your industry and what is going to work for you. But think about that. Leverage that. Have a, a date for like a beta launch. Open the doors while you've communicated along the way, maybe done some fun stuff, giveaways, given value, uh, maybe some videos, some uh, surveys like we did, like redirecting that engages with people, gets them really you know, in involved and understanding that your brand cares above all others. And then when you open that launch, you're gonna get people on board because you've educated them, you've built their intrigue, you've built their momentum, you've leveraged scarcity and urgency. Um, and when you do that, 
that makes you hit the ground running to the point where you can then build upon that. It's like a snowball effect, right? So the five, 600 people, what we did when they came on board that month one, we were like, okay, we're running competitions now. Everybody do an unboxing video. Make sure that you post it on our, our Facebook page and on the web and share it out. And here's the hashtags to use. And we're all we're going to vote on them. And we'll announce the, the winner at the end of month one. Stuff like that, viral, right? So we we built momentum to launch. We opened the alpha launch, closed it down. People were disappointed because they couldn't get in. A month later, we opened the beta launch. People flurried to that. We then ran competitions to get them involved more and, and build a buzz around the brand. More people came on board over the coming months. So that is a real tactic in terms of growth sequencing for a launch. And it's replicable because... Once you do that, then you can start doing like we did a store launch a month later, a VIP program two months later, an upper level plan at a, a thousand bucks a month, uh, a few months after that, all this stuff, constant launches, constant value ads, really speaking to the audience and the avatar that we were attracting. And we knew who they were because we are them, right? So that's why it really worked as well. So understand your avatar and engineer launches around that and that is going to be one of your biggest growth tactics and scaling opportunities when you hit uh, uh, launch in the right way um, and it is it's, it's a really good strategy if you can do that so hopefully that helped guys today I just want to give you some more strategy about you know growth and I know that a lot of you're frustrated but we're hitting it's 2024 now it's it's time to make this our best year and there's no better motivation than the start of a year clean slate your, you know, let your passion come to the fore and start engineering a launch and a business that really, really works, okay? So anyway, guys, thanks as always. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, go do, take care, and I'll see you in the next one.